Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, baby. What's going on? <laughs> Man, is it sweet to hear your voice. Tennessee, Florida week. You've been hiding. For them gators are coming to town, isn't that right? Yeah, I've been I've been offline, I've been disconnected, you know, I've been doing all my proper sacrificing. Um, you know, I went up on the mountain there and and you know, I did all the right things. So if we lose, it's not because of the work I didn't put in, you know. Right. So trying to get this this evil bad juju off of us. It's time for a Tennessee volunteer victory over them Florida Gators. Of course, I don't want to give away my pick yet. Right. <laughs> but just say, <laughs> I may have just then. <laughs> well, Shane, with you out, I've been trying to do my best to, to make this show as yes. entertaining as possible, having guests across the week. And I'm sure there's a lot of people already listening to all the interviews, but if they haven't, go back and check them out. And I just want to, you know, real quick, pick your brain, Shane. Steven Lazen actually had him on twice because I screwed up the first time. <laughs> Trey Wallace, that was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Ty Richardson, Tony Basilio. Uh, did, oh, yeah. did you have a favorite uh, conversation or moment uh, that maybe if somebody missed it, they go back and check it out? Mike, so many great, great opinions, great voices. You know, I, I, I look at Tony just because I listened to him a long time before we even did a podcast, you know. So right. that's obviously one of my guys. Uh, but I love the hot take there by Ty. Oh, going off at that Texas A&M, man. Those classless bastards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no, it's been a great weekend and I appreciate everybody helping out pitching in. I've, I've got a, I've, I've had a, a couple personal stuff going on this week and, uh, I just appreciate them coming on and, 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 and keep the content rolling because it was, don't think I wasn't listening, Mike. I, I was joking with the wife, um, the next day you're talking about the SEC matchups and totally missed Auburn and Mizzou, and I was like, golly, I'm gone for one day. One day, <laughs> and Mike, the wheels have fell off. Ain't even ain't even acknowledging two of the SEC teams, though. But I, I joke, Mike, I appreciate you picking up and, and, and the extra effort you, you've done for the show here. Uh, you, you kept it rolling, so I uh, appreciate that, man. Yeah, no doubt, brother. Well, well, sometimes we all got to pick up some slack, but I'll tell you yeah. where we don't have to do it, Shane, and that is with our picks <laughs> this year. I'm going to th- throw this up there. I threw it up on Monday, and I'm really just bragging, Shane, because I'm, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, so to speak. But yeah. overall, I'm 29-4 and four picking these games. You, Shane, you're right there with me, 28-5, and five, just an incredible win-loss yeah. record picking these games. But here's... Where it really gets impressive. Cousin Shane, 21 and 9 against the spread. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Printing money, baby. <laughs> Bankrupting casinos out here. I'm 19 and 11, so not far from you. But here's where you really shine, Shane. Mm-hmm. Wager 6 and 0, oh, undefeated. Undefeated, baby. No undefeated. one can test this man on the wager app. I'm 3 and 2, so let's not even talk about that. But, Shane. <laughs> Proud sponsors of the Wager app. 
Head on over to the Wager app. You can find that in the show notes. They've got a special promotion going on right now, Shane. Yeah. You put in that as that promo code SEC, they'll give you 20 free bucks to wager on. No credit card required. I mean, this is a crazy great deal. But right now, in addition, Shane, to that free $20, Wager is matching your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So you could start mm. today, Shane, with $220 in your Wager app. If you just put in 100 and you use that promo code SEC, this is a great service here, Shane. Instead of betting against the casinos, you're betting peer-to-peer. Yep. We've got our own group in there, the That SEC Podcast. Just go into the app, search us out. You can wager against Shane and I, and you can lose because that's all Shane does is win in that's there. It. No one can beat this man. Not not a lot of challenges on my side, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but just a heads up, Shane, the wager app is for Tennessee residents only. And if you got you have to be 21 years of age or older to play the game. And if you got a gambling problem, Shane, 1-800-889-9789. Come on down to the wager app and wager against Cousin Shane and I. That's right. Everybody keeps waiting for me to mess up. Maybe this is the week. You don't like my picks? Then come take my money. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also, Shane, if you're maybe you're outside of the state of Tennessee, but you want to play with us, prize mm-hmm. picks. All over the Southeast, prize picks is available, Shane. Daily fantasy sports and why we love prize picks over any other competitors. Not only do they got NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, all the sports you could want, but they got college football. And, man, I may not be that good at wagering, (laughs) but I am good at prize picks, Shane. And I have got some prize picks selections that I know are going to be winners this weekend. You ready to hear them? I'm ready to hear them, Mike. All right, so check it out. And don't forget, head on over to the prize picks app. You put in that promo code SEC, and they will also match any initial deposit up to 100 bucks. Again, use that promo code SEC. That's in the show notes as well. But Will Rogers, Shane, playing Bowling Green. We're about to pick at game. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's a 30-point favorite. Over under 327 and a half passing yards. Will Rogers may have that by halftime, brother. <laughs> I like that, Mike. And this isn't Bowling Green, Kentucky, I found out. A little disappointed. <laughs> Doesn't have a university up there. I was I was enamored by all the Corvettes. I didn't have time to look for a school. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of points in this game and a lot of yards, so give me the over, Will Rogers. I love it. Now, how about this one, Shane? Anthony Richardson, I've been betting on him. He's the only one that's basically costing me on the prize picks this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going under 184.5 passing yards against Tennessee. Until further notice, you can't bet on Anthony Richardson to go over on a stat like this, can you? No, and banged up. You know, he's. I'm not saying he's not going to make it through this Tennessee game, but there's going to be constant, relentless pressure, and and that's a that's a gamble you take with Anthony Richardson, which is going to require a lot of mobile yards. I think. I think he's going to do more running than throwing. So, right. uh, yeah, I like that one. Well, speaking of running, Shane, Florida running back Montreal Johnson. I believe he's number five in the SEC in rushing this season. Over sixty-five and a half rushing yards on your Vols, because I think. The only prayer Florida has in this ballgame is to run the ball. I think they're going to commit to it, even if it's not working at at some times. 
Montreal Johnson over 65 and a half rushing yards. What do you like that one? Yeah, I, I like the over here, Mike. That's what Florida's going to have to do is establish a run, slow down this game. So it, how do you do that? You give it to your to your best running back. So I expect him to have a lot of yards in this one. And then final one for me, Shane, Devon Achain, Texas A&M running back. He's about the only thing going right for the Yankees. He scored a touchdown in every ball game this year. Over 70 and a half rushing yards against Arkansas. Thoughts on that? Oh, Mike, I don't know about that one. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at the, up to this point, Achain has been the only offense that, that Texas A&M yeah. has had. And I don't know, man, something about them Razorbacks, I think they, they're going to be kinged in on that. So, yeah. force Max Johnson to throw the ball. No, expect a loaded box. I, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. Okay, okay. And here's a great final thing on prize pick, Shane. This is great. If you play a parlay, let's say you play three of these selections, mm -hmm. you only get two of them, you get your money back. So, man, this prize picks is a, is a great value. And, again, use that promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. But, Shane, it's enough of the wagers until we get to our wagers of the week. Enough of the prize picks. Yeah, you we ready? done paid the bills, Mike. Let's ready? get to some college football, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make some picks, brother. And starting right here, Shane, Bowling Green at Mississippi State. Them Bulldogs favored by 30 points. The over-under is 52 total points. This game kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on the SEC Network. Who you got in the ball game? Oh, Mike, you know, Bowling Green's one of those schools that just keeps popping up every now and then, ain't they? And then you're reminded how ugly those uniforms are. How ugly. I mean, who? what did they do? Did they just, like, I'll see if we can get away with this mascot. I just, probably one of the ugliest schools I've ever seen. But Mississippi State, speaking of ugly, played ugly last yeah. week. I mean, especially the second half. This was a team that I left scratching my head. I I still think Mississippi State is a a fantastic program. I still think Mike Leach is the guy. I love this defense. I think they're tenacious, and, and there's just something happened in that second half that they just lost their identity, and and I hope they find it or have found it over this week. Uh, and I think after some film study, they're going to realize they missed a shit ton of opportunities against LSU and probably could have came away with a victory, but they didn't. So how do they correct that? They they get back to what they're good at, and that's throwing the ball. We talked about prize pick Rodgers. I, I expect a lot of yards here. I expect a lot of passing. I expect a lot of different targets, multiple targets. And, and I don't expect a fourth and one run anymore. I really don't because that's not the identity of this team. So I think they get that right. However, that's a lot of points, Mike. What would you say, 30? Yep, favored Ugh, by 30. I mean – I'm going to give you a score here, and it's, and you look at the score, you think it's going to be a total beatdown. It will be, but I just don't know if 30 points is – I think it's just too many for me. So I'm going to take Bowling Green with the points here, but I got Mississippi State winning easily, 42, Bowling Green, 14. Hmm. Okay, I like that, Shane. Yeah, I mean, that is the biggest storyline heading into this matchup, Shane. How will Mississippi State respond to – their first loss of the season. A lot of miscues on offense last week. Yep. And, you know, that kind of leads me to to believe that Mike Leach is going to keep in 
Will Rogers, he, he did it in the opener too, but leaving his starters, got to correct these issues before they jump back into SEC play. Mississippi State turns around next week and plays A&M. So this is the final tune-up before the meet of that schedule. Bowling Green, Shane, 128th in the country <laughs> in scoring defense. They, they allow 45 points per game. Mm. You're telling me Mississippi State can't beat that? I think they do in this ball game. So, yeah, I think it's a bounce back. But, again, it, this makes me a little nervous. Uh, I, I think the defense really needs to respond after kind of collapsing late in the fourth quarter against LSU. So give me Mississippi State 48 Bowling Green 13. I think they do cover the spread, Shane, but again, not 100% confident in that because that 30 points, like you said, I mean, that, that's just a ton to cover in a game like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, if, it looks too easy, don't it? It looks like <laughs> low hanging fruit. And then you're like, it's like Adam and Eve, you know? It's like, I don't know if I should eat this apple, <laughs> you know? I, I'm just, I'm not because they hurt me last week and you hurt me once. I, I'm afraid to bet on you, but. Don't be surprised. This I'm not very confident in that score because I could see I could see in my mind Will Rogers and company just just laying it into Bowling Green and then we're sitting there looking like idiots. So um I'm gonna say one of the least confidence games, but I'm just afraid to bet on them right now. Mm. How about this one, Shane? Kent State at number one Georgia. Bulldog Shane favored by 45 points. Good night. <laughs> the over under 62 total points. Uh, this is a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central kickoff on ESPN and SEC Network Plus. Who you like? Who do I like? Kent State barely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, man? Fire Kirby after that one. No, I, I think this is a, a continuation of dominance from the number one team in the country. This is a, a program that I think they're more upset that they gave away a touchdown last game than they are the fact that that they're playing Kent State here. So this is this is a joke of a game. Probably the most confident, and I'm not wagering this one because I just feel like that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm gonna still take the over here with uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. But the score is going to be 56, Kent State 0. Oh, my goodness. You hear that? Zero. They're not even going to get past the 35-yard line. That's how confident I am these Bulldogs. Number one team. Well, hey, I can't blame you, Shane. I mean, Kent State's got the number 92 scoring defense in the country. Georgia's got the number one. They they allow 3.3 points per game. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine Kent State, like you said, even threatening to score the Georgia Bulldogs. Can I I ask you something, Mike? And I don't want to interrupt you, but I did. I'm curious your opinion. Do you ever think there's turmoil in that locker room? I'm I'm watching Stetson and I'm watching Bowers and – and it was fun, and it was exciting, but there's a lot of mouths to feed in that in that offensive. I mean, we you talked about it earlier this week uh, with the running backs not getting that many touches because they're not needed. Do you think that ever? Do you ever think that comes up, or do you think this team is one team, one mission, blah blah blah? Mm. You know, I, I think honestly, Shane, winning covers up a lot of that, but I think you're naive if you say it doesn't come in at all because I think that's why Jermaine Burton right now is at Alabama and he may be regretting that decision. I mean, it's early, but, uh, hell Georgia looks like a better team, but there's a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, he wanted to go catch more passes from Bryce young than uh, block in 
Not that Stetson, I mean, hell, Stetson, Stetson Bennett's number two in the SEC in passing. So, yeah. But he, he does throw a lot to the backs and tight ends. So there is certainly something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, if you got a problem, Shane, being on the machine that is the Georgia <laughs> yeah. Bulldogs – then yeah. we probably don't want you anyway, if you know what I mean. So I don't. It just feels like one of those weeks that they try to force feed some other folks. So you want to talk about prize picks? Uh, you know, I'm looking at those guys. I'm looking at it, Eric Gilbert, or I'm looking at you know maybe uh, some of these running backs getting over. I just I don't know. I think they're going to limit Bowers, maybe even under on Bowers because you don't really need them during Kent State. So right. uh, don't be surprised if some other folks don't get fed this week. Yeah, I, I mean, this is clearly just like a pick-your-score type game, Shane, but yeah. certainly I got confidence Georgia could cover if they wanted to. I just don't know if they will. I, mean, I don't even know how long they'll play Stetson in this ball game. Yeah. So I'm actually taking Kent State, Shane, and the points. Remember, it's a 45-point spread. Yeah. Georgia 42, Kent State 0. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, imagine – Shutting a team out but not covering the spread. I think that is a possibility. And, again, if they wanted to, they could pile on the points and they could easily cover. But that's just a ton, a ton of points. So, I, I this is a stay away from me. Okay. I'm with you. All right. How about well, this? Well, no, I'm not, not I with you, but I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> how about this one, Shane? Tulsa on the road at number 16, Ole Miss. Rebels favored by 21 and a half points. The over-under, 65-and-a-half. Game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Mm. Who's winning this one, Shane? You know, that's one place I have no desire to go to is Tulsa. You know, as, <laughs> have you ever woke up and said, you know, bucket list, Tulsa? I'd like to, I'd like to visit that. I just – I don't see it happening. I don't want to see a game there. I just – this one kind of – this one kind of worries me. I, and why it worries me is is the point spread. I I just I just don't get it. I don't. I mean, did they not see Georgia Tech game last week? Have they not seen any game Ole Miss has put together yet? And what has Tulsa done? Tulsa ain't played nobody. They 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 really haven't. They I think they lost to Northern Illinois. You know. So I mm-hmm. mean, what are we seeing here with Tulsa? So it worries me a little bit that Vegas has the spread sitting there so pretty. Well, so, Tulsa is – they average 43 points per game. So, maybe they're thinking they'll, they'll be able to score on the Rebels. Well, maybe. But have you not seen the Rebels' defense? I think that's probably the, one of the, <laughs> yeah. the best I, – I, honestly, I, I love yeah. what what they're doing down there in Ole Miss, especially with the – run. I mean, it's it's not day from last year. Mm-hmm. That's what Lane does. He, what has he got? What has he got in the cupboard? That's what he's going to use. Yep. And, and Evans is, is by far the best running back in the league right now, and they're leaning heavy on him. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to see that any different. So I think it's – I think I don't think it's a shootout, but I just think Ole Miss has too much, and, and they run away with it. So let's go ahead and wager this thing up, Mike, Ooh. because, you know, when I see it sitting there pretty like that, I got to take it. I don't think Tulsa scores 40 points. Hell, I don't think they get more than – 14 points because I got them sitting there at 10. This isn't a, I don't think it's a high scoring game. I think that's, I think that's rat poison as Lane would say. I think it's a, I think it's a tough fought ball game and mainly from the defense side. So give me Ole Miss 35, Tulsa 10. And I'm undefeated for a reason, Mike. <laughs> undefeated. Well, you're not the only, go down this week. You're not the only one who's undefeated, Shane. Lane Kiffin, of course, undefeated. 
down here in <laughs> Oxford. And he's got two of the best running backs, like you mentioned. Zach Evans, number three in the SEC rushing. He's only number three because he's having to share the ball with Quinshawn Judkins, the freshman, 289 rushing yards. He's number four in the SEC. And Kiffin was asked, you know, does he like having these young guys that can star at the SEC level? I just, I, this clip is too good not to share. Obviously, you haven't had too many freshmen play early your first couple of years, but now that you have guys like Quinshawn, guys like Davison that are doing it, is that something that you want to have happen more, or is it just you had – two players that naturally were able to play this young? No, we'd really like to not have really unique, great players that play early. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> you got to admit that was a bad question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, credit Kiffin for, uh, you know, putting this guy in his place. But, yeah, of course, of course he likes having these star players ready to, to compete. And he's going to like having them this weekend too, Shane. I mean, this is Ole Miss' final tune-up before the SEC play begins next week, hosting Kentucky. That's going to be a massive, massive game. Yeah. The only trouble here, Shane, maybe a little bit of a look ahead with yeah. uh, Kentucky coming to town is they certainly would not be the last team to to kind of suffer from a look ahead. I'm looking at you, Arkansas, nearly lost to damn Missouri State and, and many others like it. So mm-hmm. that is a concern still kind of messing around at quarterback. Certainly looks like Jackson Dart is the guy, but uh, covering three in, a little bit more than three touchdowns at home, you know, that could be a problem, particularly Ole Miss so good at running the, the ball. You know, if you're not scoring when you're doing that, you're eating up the clock. This is a risky one. This, is, this was a bold move by you, Shane, making this your wager of the week, but not too bold because I actually agree with you. Ole Miss, <laughs> 45, Tulsa, I think they get 17, still cover the spread. But, uh, again, I don't know if I would have made this my wager of the week, but maybe that's why you're undefeated and I'm not. Yeah. Is that? Did you change your score when you heard the king was in town? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride this wave until, until I fall off the board, man. <laughs> How about this one, Shane? Northern Illinois at number eight, Kentucky. Wildcats favored by 26.5 points at home. Over or under 53 total points. This game kicks off at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN2. Northern Illinois said, hell, I guess they want to be in the SEC. This is two for two, two weekends they've played an SEC yeah. team. You know, it's so funny because prior to this, I, I, I made the joke, who who knows anything about Northern Illinois? And it's like after watching, especially at Vanderbilt game, I'm like, I know a lot about Northern Illinois. <laughs> One thing I don't know, and, and I don't know if you've touched on this, but the quarterback situation up there is, is, is uh, Mr. Lombardi going to be there? Because I think that's a big, big piece here. Yeah. I, uh, honestly, Shane, I don't know. I think he's questionable for this game. Okay. And, uh, I mean, that he's about the only shot of keeping this thing competitive that they've got. You know what? Yeah, I'm telling you, this this is a sneaky good little offense, man, and it's and it's fun to watch. They've been able to put points up. Mm-hmm. So this isn't this isn't uh, you know a smash mouth Mac team. This is these guys can put some points up, and they're 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 very efficient. And some of the some great play calling uh, against Vanderbilt. So it was yeah. a good game, but uh, you know Kentucky. You know Kentucky has one thing they frustrated me with is teams like this. You know when you think of uh, Miami, when you think of. Uh, those losers they played last week. It's just, I don't understand why 
Kentucky can't just come out and dominate a team like this like they should. Mm-hmm. You know, they they there's there's moments in the game you're just like, why is this even competitive? You've got an NFL quarterback that is throwing to NFL talent, and they've got you know I understand the the lineman situation, but still, they're they're recruited to Kentucky. They, there's a reason that they're in you know the SEC, and they should be able to push around anybody. So I think they get that right this week, but then again, I think they don't because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm a, this is one of those I'm just afraid to put money on. I don't think it's a game. Calm down, Big Blue Nation. Don't tweet me just yet. I don't think that you're going to have struggles against Northern Illinois, but I do think that they linger. And that's one thing that, that these teams have been able to do against Kentucky. And until I see different, it's tough for me to bet that way. So give me Northern Illinois at the points. But Kentucky with the victory, 38, Northern Illinois, 21. Mm. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say there, Shane. I mean, I think Northern Illinois playing Vanderbilt, I know they lost the ball game, but Vanderbilt is much better than most people realize. But I think that kind of, you know, the fact that they were able to score at will on Vanderbilt, an SEC program, maybe that gives them a little bit of confidence that they'll be able to score somewhat on Kentucky. And... Man, I'm a little worried on, on giving 26 and a half points if I'm Kentucky, just given the fact that uh, they do have some issues scoring mm-hmm. in the red zone because they can't run the ball. But Northern Illinois is one of the worst scoring defenses in the country, so you should be able to punch it in on them. This is going to be the final game without Chris Rodriguez in the lineup. Hopefully you correct those issues when he gets inserted because you're going to need that at Ole Miss. Uh, again, another maybe a little bit of a – I don't want to say a letdown, but a look-ahead factor with the, the conference schedule. Be, well, not they already want to know, but uh, the, another difficult conference game he- heading here in two weeks. But I think given the fact that Northern Illinois was able to score so many on Vanderbilt, I don't think Kentucky's going to be overlooking this team. I've got the same thing as you, though, Shane. Kentucky, I got them scoring 42 in this ball game. Northern Ooh. Illinois, 20. So I actually like Northern Illinois in the points. This may be a mistake, Shane. Kentucky's undefeated, obviously, on the season, but undefeated against the spread, too. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I just think that against the spread streak, I think it comes to an end this week. Yeah. Okay. How about this one, Shane? New Mexico at LSU. LSU favored by 31.5 points. Over-unders, 45.5. The game kicks off 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPN and the SEC Network Plus. Always great to see them Tigers play at night in Death Valley, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. This one, I this is another one of those games, Mike. I just, I don't know which LSU is going to show up. Is it second half LSU? Is it first game LSU? Yep. There's so many question marks, and, and a lot of that has to do with what am I getting from my quarterback? And and that's the problem. I don't know. I really have no idea right now. Uh, I, I think Brian Kelly coached a, a great game last week, and, and he put them boys in a great opportunity to, to, to take away that victory from Mississippi State. But I, I, I need to see it again. I, I There's just too much youth on this program. There's too many question marks. That I think this offensive line's getting better. I think they're getting better. That's what's – that's what's – 
I'm having trouble with like how quick are they getting better? I think this offensive line's gotten better. I think the running game's gotten better. Even the quarterback plays getting better. Does that does it amplify going into this week? Does it keep does it keep going? And and then are you is LSU a serious threat in the West moving forward? I don't know. I, I got to see some more before I put any money on it. But you know, you're playing New Mexico. You know what I'm saying? It's uh there's no reason that this should be a ball game. Uh uh Steven was on earlier and he told you, you know, there's not a there's not a worse offense out there than these guys. So that that makes me intrigued if you're a gambler, but I don't know. I I I think Brian gets a little conservative here and I I think once they get the lead, I think they sit on it. I think they they run the ball. They just Pound the clock and get out of there. There's no reason to get anybody injured, uh, you know, because you got some you got some pretty serious ball games coming up here. So, I, I think um, I'm going to go with New Mexico with the points, um, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a game at all. But I've got LSU 31, New Mexico 13. Don't be surprised if they don't score in the fourth quarter. Mm. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say there, Shane, because you know. There's still, like you said, a lot of youth on this team. They're starting multiple freshmen, multiple sophomores on the offensive line. Is it easy? I mean, they'll be a little bit more experienced, but is it safe to assume a consistent level of performance uh, from that group? I don't know. And, you know, I don't want to compare Anthony Richardson and Jaden Daniels too much, but clearly Jaden Daniels very, very effective when he's running the ball. And is this a game where you say, hey, maybe we don't run as much? I mean, you, you never want to go into a game saying, we got this one, it's going to be easy. But the last thing you want to do, Shane, is lose Jaden Nails yeah. to, you know, against New Mexico. So, I don't know, I, I think you hold him back a little bit, which I think that could potentially hurt you with the point spread, Shane. Again, I, I just don't think New Mexico is going to be that big of a threat. I think this is going to be a, a game where we see Garrett Nussmeyer for about a half. I think uh, LSU, I don't want to say a very banged up, but they got a little banged up in that Mississippi State game. So mm-hmm. they have not reached a level, in my opinion, Shane, where they're you know one of these dominant SEC teams. It seems like they're still, like you said, hell, they've, they really only played one outstanding quarter against Mississippi State, and, and it was a hell of a quarter, and it was enough to get them the win. But we have not seen them put together a, a full football game Unless you count Southern, which I, I mean, that's like nope. a high school team over yeah. there. So I'm right there with you, Shane. I, we almost have identical score here. I'm going LSU 33, New Mexico 10. So, I'm, you know, I'm not saying this is going to be a competitive ball game by any means, but I just think we're, this is going to be a vanilla game. I think this is a, you know, get everybody on the roster, some PT right. game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'll take, I'll take New Mexico and 31 points on the, on the road. Not to mention, man, this year it's just been kind of frustrating watching SEC teams go against other conferences. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in with uber confident and you're ready to, you know, think it's a barn burner, but they just kind of just hang around sometimes or they, they do, you know, or you even get behind a few times. So yeah. um, I, I don't know if it's youth or what, but I, I, I'm hoping that corrects as a season goes on but lsu is is got so much youth on there it's just tough for me to put any money on them right now the podcast is brought to you by fubo tv fubo tv gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with 
NFL Red Zone also included, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. If you want to be like me and get rid of cable, Fubo TV could be your solution. Over hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the cost of cable. Watch on all your devices with a cloud-based DVR, up to a thousand hours of cloud-based DVR included in this. There's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. And right now, Fubo TV is giving you free Fubo for seven days and get a 15% off your first month if you go to FuboTV.com slash SEC. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SEC. You can try it for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. And Shay, we got one more sponsor. Man, we are loading up with sponsors. Hey, we got to pay them bills, Mike. Come on, Exactly. Now. <laughs> and this Guardian Brace is a new sponsor. Yes. We got a Guardian Brace injury report. Shane, this is a company out of Arkansas. Big Razorback fans reached out to us, Shane. And if you've got knee issues, Guardian Braces got you covered with the next generation of knee braces called Rehabilitators. Rehabilitators are wearable technology engineered to reduce and eliminate knee pain by simply walking on the brace three hours a day for 90 days. This is covered by insurance, so check it all out. There's a link in the show notes, www.freebody.io for a risk-free 30-day trial. Now, how about this one, Shane? Charlotte at South Carolina. Gamecocks favored by 22.5 points. The over-under 67. And this game kicks off at uh, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPN. You, who do you got in the game? Oh, dad jokes just keep rolling in, don't they? <laughs> hey, I- <laughs> here's, a, here's the thing, man. South Carolina has had a rough go of things. They've you know, they're right out of the gate. They got punched in the mouth by Georgia State, but they were able to bounce back and get that one. But since then, I mean, you've played two top ten programs, and there's a, there's a lot to learn in those games, but I think, too, there's, there's a lot to work on. And this is a perfect team to work on it. I want to see this offense should be running through your quarterback, period. The, you know, I understand the, the, the idea of establishing a run. Well, until you establish a line, get that shit out of here, man. Find other ways to get your running backs involved. You can do it. I mean, watch NFL. I mean, for a long time, uh, I, I used to watch the Patriots. They didn't sit there and just run right at you. You know, they found little ways to get dink and dunks and, and, and stretch the field. So, um, I, I think that's what. That's what we got to do this week. We've got to get our athletes the ball, and we got to get them the ball in space. And um, and I still think they need to work out a few things. So that's why I'm afraid. I, I, it seems like the theme of this week to put any money on South Carolina. And it's not that I don't feel confident that that they're a better program because that's not it at all. But you know what they have been doing does not work. And I think that's what you got to say is is you know. You know what you did against Georgia was was terrible, man. I mean, I know it's the number one team in the country, but there there was it felt like there was a little give up in there, and it felt like there was a little confidence 
punched and, and and these guys just didn't have that swag they did week one and you got to get that back and you got to find these guys some some big plays and you do that with the quarterback that you you touted as the as the next Heisman candidate so I want to see I want to see Rattler just fling the thing all over the field anybody and everybody can touch the ball so but I think there's going to be a few hiccups because you've not been doing that so don't don't be surprised if there isn't a couple picks or uh, maybe a you know forced ball or something like that but I'm rambling now. South Carolina. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to pump them up, Mike, because I really do think they. The 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 road gets a little bit easier here. Thank goodness, mm-hmm. but you know they still got. Okay, shut up, Shane. Just give them the score. South Carolina thirty five, Charlotte seventeen. So I got Charlotte with the points. Mm. Well, I think maybe what you were trying to get to in that Thank epic <laughs> rant there, Shane, that uh, would be hard to decipher for the audience, but. There's just some bad mojo there in Columbia right now, and I don't okay, know what it, it is. And, you know, I, I, again, it's very easy to, to point to, as you said, Georgia, number one team, most dominant team by a wide margin. You struggle against them. Arkansas, we've been pumping them up. We legitimately think they're a top five, top ten team. You lose to them, that's understandable. But then all of a sudden Arkansas turns around and struggles against Missouri State. So yep. maybe there's some luster lost off the Razorbacks. And I, I think in reality, Shane, I mean, South Carolina fans are sitting here saying, well, hell, we struggled against Georgia State. Have we not yeah. blocked multiple punts and, and scored on those? Maybe we don't even win that game. Uh, and, you know, again, you don't read too much into the fan comments and stuff like that. But, you know, Marcus Satterfield meets with the media. I'm sitting here looking at all the YouTube comments. <laughs> I'm looking at Shane Beamer's you know, the comments under his press yeah. conference. I mean, they, this is crazy to say Shane, but there's, there's like a faction of the fan base that is, they're like a loss away from turning on Beamer unless he yeah. fires Marcus Satterfield. Who's uh, I think is his best friend. So it's like, man, we, we are in a weird spot right now. And Spencer Rattler clearly not playing up to his potential yet. Is that the, is that the system? Is it the offensive line? Is it, is it forcing things? I don't know, but Man, I would not be stunned, Shane, if this is another like Arkansas, Missouri State last week. We were sitting here, my God, Charlotte's got the lead on South Carolina in the yeah. fourth. And and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just saying this not necessarily a nail biter, but you know, if you have multiple turnovers or something, you will lose this game because I think that's how poorly you're playing. South Carolina is playing below expectations, below their standard. Uh, they, they've got the number 111th scoring defense in the country. They've got the number 100th scoring offense in the country. Yeah. This is not going to cut it. This is the perfect opponent to get things right. I hope they beat the hell out of them, but I'm right there with you, Shane. I, until we see South Carolina play better, I am not taking them 22.5 points against anybody, really, unless it's an F, FCS opponent. So I'm going South Carolina 27 Charlotte 13. Again, I'm not I'm not hoping this happens. I'm not predicting it's going to happen, but I would not be stunned, Shane, if this is like a a competitive game late late in the ball game. Yep. And then and then we do fire the coordinator. I don't care if he's your friend. You know? I mean, if your friend's weighing you down, you know. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Now, maybe they come out and score 60 points and and he gets an extension. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what we're hoping for. Man. Right, right. All right, how about this one, Shay? Vanderbilt at number two, Alabama. Crimson Tide favored by 40 and a half points. Over-unders 58 and a half. The game kicks off at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. Man, buddy, I tell you what. One thing about Vanderbilt, probably my – there's the Cinderella story right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Nobody – I mean, th- we talked about them week one because it was the only game on, but people have kind of just forgot about them. Um, but last week, man, this, this team fought tooth and nail. And this quarterback, say what you want. I loved Mike Wright, and, and I probably still have him as my quarterback. But then I saw the the new swan come up, you know, and this kid is – I mean, he's throwing dimes. You ever seen them videos? Did you see that video where uh, Eli Manning uh, threw on that, like, yeah. fake wig and stuff? And I, I'm looking at this, I'm like, is that Jay Cutler? <laughs> you know? His ass get up. I'm looking for him to smoke on the sidelines, but apparently it's not Cutler. It's a legit young quarterback at Vanderbilt, and you need to learn that name because he is one of those guys that's going to keep Vandy in a lot of games that you didn't think that they were going to. Unfortunately, it won't be this week because it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. But, you know, Alabama's not been – I'm not saying they've let me down, but isn't that crazy? How can you say that? They're undefeated. They they beat Texas last week. They won by 50-something points, you know. It's like, how can you be disappointed? But it wasn't pretty. It's not the Alabama. Maybe that's what it is. It's not the Alabama you're used to. It's not the dominant running game. It's not the big play capabilities with the wide receivers. It's just a bunch of gritty guys themselves that make things work and, and probably the best quarterback in the country um, or best quarterback they've had down there in a long time. So, um, and that's saying a lot because they've had some good ones come through there, but Bryce is a, truly a game changer. There's a lot of NFL teams that love to have him. But Vanderbilt is scrappy, and they're going to find ways to make these change moves. And don't be surprised if they don't put a few points on the board. So I like Alabama, obviously, to win big. But don't be surprised if Vandy doesn't keep it a little interesting with the point spread, okay? Not the actual scoreboard. So I've got Alabama 49, Vanderbilt 14. So give me Vandy with the points. Yeah, and you mentioned A.J. Swan, the true freshman. Shane, I hope he has another great game. Get Get to have some confidence. I mean, he, that mm-hmm. would make Vanderbilt a dangerous team. It is incredible. Mike Wright, like you mentioned, 10 touchdowns. I mean, one of the best in the SEC yet. Man, one of the best in the SEC is the backup at Vanderbilt, Shane. This is a new era <laughs> of Vanderbilt. Ray Davis running back, 385 rushing yards, number two in the SEC. How about one guy you didn't mention, Shane, Will Shepard. He's number one in the SEC with 313 receiving yards. 23 catches and seven touchdowns. Shane, he has caught a touchdown in five consecutive games going up back to last season. And then the true freshman, Jaden McGowan, number six in the SEC, 244 receiving yards. Vanderbilt has got them a dangerous young team that they can build upon here for years to come with all these players but like you said, it ain't going to be this weekend, brother. I mean, my goodness, at Alabama, I mean, not that playing in Nashville would, would help you much against the Crimson Tide. But, uh, you know, this is a game where Alabama's, you know, they, they've been having some issues. But every bright spot we, no, we noted on Vanderbilt's on the offensive side for a reason, Shane. Their defense mm-hmm. is a train wreck. I mean, they gave up, what was it, 30-some points to, to Northern Illinois 
uh, yeah. la- last weekend. So I'm there with you, but I think Vanderbilt even covers the spread, Shane, as crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds. I'm going Alabama 58, Ooh. Vanderbilt 13. So I, I think they'll score a couple times just like you, but give me Alabama and the points. They they need to get that uh, you know turnover issues, offensive line issues, running the ball. Alabama doesn't have a single player, Shane, in the top ten and rushing or receiving in the mm-hmm. SEC. They may after this ball game, I think. <laughs> now, how about this one, Shane? Ooh, this could be the hot seat bowl. Missouri at Auburn. Tigers. I got to specify which one. The Auburn Tigers favored by seven points at home. The over-under, 51 and a half. This mm. game kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN right after college game day, brother. So mm-hmm. big, big audience for this game. Which Tiger do you think wins it? Oh, you want to talk about him now? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know why we should be talking about this game, Mike? Because if you recall in the offseason, I made a bold statement that Brian Harson would be fired after the Missouri game. And everybody laughed. Nobody laughed, but you laughed <laughs> off camera because you couldn't do it in front of everybody. But I'm going to tell you, man, Auburn's in a scary little situation here. You know, it, it, it's all roses. And, and, you know, when you're winning the games and stuff like that, but when you get your ass beat on national TV mm-hmm. to Penn State, I, that – that starts to divide a locker room that's already severed up top. You know, there's there's no doubt that there's a lot of people in, in on the planes there that does not want Brian to be their head coach, okay? So these players knew it. They came into media days talking about it, and, and, you know, they come out with this mission statement, and it's all for one, one for all, whatever. But that's all fun and game when you're winning. But when you start losing – that's when the wheels roll off. You saw it with Florida last year. Um, enter any of these teams that's that's had a coach get fired. It's just it's a spiral. So do they snap that this week against Mizzou? Maybe, but I'm not I'm not convinced. I think I saw a little a lot of fight in Mizzou Tigers last week, and I think you know this is. A, a best opportunity, a best situation. And Eli thrives in these. You think about it. They they beat Florida last year. You know, they 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 can take you. If you're if you're wounded, Mizzou will beat you. And so that's what I'm worried about is how is this fan base wounded? This is a noon game, eleven o'clock out there. I mean they're I mean those aren't fun. You know, the fans aren't really into it at that point. This isn't a night game. This ain't a CBS three thirty game. This is one that got kicked to noon and it's perfect prime opportunity for the Mizzou Tigers to get their first real victory this year. And they do that, Mike, with the wide receiver Luther. You see him bag of chips in front of Mike? That kid is going to shine during this game because they are going to find ways to get him the ball. I truly believe it. They've they've been kind of holding him back, and maybe they've been holding him back for this game, and that's what I'm thinking has happened. So somebody asked me the other day, what does Morristown Honda sign mean? And I'm going to tell you right now, Morristown Honda was a dealership, is a dealership in Morristown. They had a sign out front, and every Saturday before the games, they put the score predictions. And, you know, if it was Tennessee versus Ball State, then you saw 63-0 to zero or something like that. But if you saw Tennessee versus Alabama, 
That score became 13 to 12. You know what I'm saying? It got real close. It was always a Tennessee one-point win. Tennessee never lost on that scoreboard. So (laughs) this is my Morristown Honda dealership. And look at all this free promo. We don't even drive a Honda, Mike. (laughs) But they're getting it this week because I am not confident at all. But I am going to stick to my word that this is the game that Brian gets fired and it's after the Mizzou victory. Missouri, 21, Auburn, 20. Mm. Yeah, so many storylines heading into this one, Shane. I mean, TJ Finley reportedly is out. Zach Calzada, something we hit on on the last episode, out. I don't Mm -hmm. think we'll ever see Zach Calzada suit up for the Auburn Tigers. This is the first time, Shane, Missouri's ever visited Auburn. We got to fix this damn SEC schedule. (laughs) I made the joke Penn State's visited Auburn before Missouri did. That's disgraceful. Uh, so Robbie Ashford going to get to go for Auburn Tigers. I mean, he's very inconsistent, mm-hmm. dynamic as a runner, sensational with the ball in his hands, but he'll throw it right to the other team. And he's as likely to do that than his own player. Thankfully, they got Tank Bigsby, number seven in the SEC, 237 rushing yards. Jarquez Hunter, Shane, number three in the SEC, averaging 10 points scored per game. That's the good news. The bad yep. news, Shane? Auburn, number 11 in the SEC in scoring the ball. Missouri, number 11 in stopping people from scoring. (laughs) Missouri, number nine scoring offense in the SEC. Auburn, number nine scoring defense. So this is two very ineffective offenses. I'll I'll take it a step further, Shane. Passing efficiency, Auburn's number 12. Missouri's number 11. Passing defensive efficiency, Auburn 11. Missouri 10. Looking at all these stats, Wager of the week, Shane. I'm, I'm mixing it up. I'm on a two-game losing streak. Under. The, the, the total is 51.5 points. Man, wager it up. The under, 51.5. I don't think even your score, Shane, You got your total's 41. You're right there with me. But you mentioned Luther Burton. How about this stat, Shane? He's only played three games, right? Yeah. He's already scored a rushing, receiving, and punt touchdown. He's the... Only the seventh Missouri Tiger to ever do that, and the first one since 2014. I mean, this is a dynamic playmaker. Mm. Get him involved. Yep. Got to get him involved. Drink three and eight on the road at Missouri, though. That's dangerous. Guess what, Shane? On Sunday, he's four and eight. Missouri. Oh. Ten. Auburn. Nine. Morristown (laughs) Honda. Game of the week. I mean, this this is going to be a pathetic offensive. I mean, seriously, I think ten points is enough to win you this ball game. I really do. Oh man, and it's big. It's big for both coaches. Uh, Eli needs a victory like this in the SEC. Brian needs to keep his job. So I mean, there are there's a lot of things going off, but you know, you you think a tip of the iceberg, and that's what I'm afraid that we're at with Auburn here is that you know you lose another one, it's over. You've lost it. This team will fall apart. So right. I don't know if that happened, but it looked it was demoralizing last week, and and you could kind of see that in the players' face. Yeah, and I think losing a game like this potentially, Shane, if it does happen, it just shows the leadership there at Auburn that hey, just dragging this damn thing out, this is killing us. Yeah, uh, you know, if if you've made a decision, make it. Don't yeah, don't let it linger um, like it. I think it will here on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a coach, might as well get out there and start looking for a damn coach. Right. Now, we got two 
Big time showdowns here, Shane. Number 10, Arkansas versus number 23, Texas A&M. Of course, in Arlington, AT&T, Jerry World, Shane. Mm-hmm. Aggies favored by two points. The over-under is 48 and a half. And the game kicks off 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN. Last season, Arkansas won 20 to 10. But that was the first time they beat the Aggies in 10 years. Aggies had won nine in a row. And one more little wrinkle, Shane. Joe Tessator, the great Joe Tess. He's calling this game. Any, anytime that man calls a game, you know you're in for something special. So who do you got in the ballgame? Oh, Mike, this is going to be a hell of a matchup. I, I, I mean, it's we've been talking about this game all off season. We couldn't wait to get to it because we knew Arkansas had to get through this one to get to Alabama. Right. But – Texas A&M needs this to salvage their season. They really do. They need a, a – a, don't get me wrong. Miami was a, was a top 20 program in AP poll eyes, but not the SEC eyes. But if you can take it to Arkansas, you're back. You know what I'm saying? So this mm-hmm. is a big – this would be a huge game for the Aggies. Uh, it is at, at Jerry's World, so there's no real home field advantage, even though it's in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but anyway um, – I just think these teams match. Um, you 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 look at what Mississippi or what Texas A and M is really good at. That's also what Arkansas is good at. So I, I, it's like strength on strength, and and it could go either way. And it scares me that Vegas doesn't think Arkansas should be a favorite here. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you talked about earlier this week. It's kind of weighed on me as well. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're on something. So you start second guessing your thought. But then I thought, you know, listen, Shane. What does it come down to? It comes down to line play, and it comes down to quarterbacks. And who has the best right now? Arkansas. Those big uglies up front have they're you know you look at that App State game and why why that was successful is they were able to keep moving the chains on the ground. So if App State can do it, how the hell are you going to stop Rocket Sanders and this you know average six foot eight, four hundred fifty pound offensive line? They ain't that big, but they are massive, and there's going to be a ton of push up there. And then when they need quarterback play, guess what? They got one of the best in the game. Did they fumble last week and, and make a fool of themselves? Absolutely. Why? Because they're looking forward to this game. Well, this game is here, so expect it, okay? So the 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 thoughts that this should be close, yeah, I guess you could say that because it's you're supposed to. But what has Texas A&M done to make you think that this is going to be a damn ball game? Seriously, short of Miami, and I'm not convinced they're a good program. They got fun uniforms. They got fun cheerleaders, you know. I heard Michael Irvin doing his little thing. Yeah, that was entertaining, but that's not that's not football. Football is going out here, handing the ball to your boy and watching him get four or five yards every time. That's exactly what Arkansas is going to be able to do here. Now, Texas A&M's got a good defense, so I got to factor that in because especially in the red zone, these guys, they'll, they'll give you some, but when it gets down that in the 20-yard line, they, they, they're a little bit firm when it comes to defense. So I think it's a close game because of that, not because of, of anything else. So, But I've got Arkansas winning this thing, Mike. Without further ado, let me just get to it. Arkansas, 28, Texas A&M, 21. Mm. Well, Shane, you know, the way this series has played out, Mm-hmm. I know we're about to talk about Florida, Tennessee, but this is basically Arkansas's Florida 
if they were Tennessee. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this is just a bad mojo game. Crazy things happen. And like you said, the spread is very confusing. The analytics, the advanced analytics favor A&M. Also very confusing. I don't understand what the hell they're seeing when they see this unless, you know, A&M plays up to their full potential, with the, which they have yet to do. We've got to – every week, Shane, we say, you know, is this the week? Is this the week? Is this the week? I mean, at some point, A&M is who they are, who, who we've seen them be. You know, there, there, yeah. may, there may not be more left in the tank. And I just have this wild feeling, Shane, I think A&M is going to win this football game. As crazy as that is to say, I got a, a bunch of stats here, Shane. Max Johnson, num- he was number two in the SEC last season, Shane, in passes of 40 or more yards. So he has shown the ability to push the ball down the field. I realize that was a different team, a different offense. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. You hit on it. A&M, number three scoring defense in the SEC, number nine in the country. Jimbo has beaten a top 15 team seven times since he's been at A&M. That's, that's pretty outstanding. Uh, Devon Ochain, we hit on him. He's number 10 in the SEC in rushing. Anaya Smith, number four in the SEC in receiving. They're get Bryce Foster, getting him back at center was just massive. They, yeah. pro- they probably don't beat Miami without Bryce Foster. Foster, as crazy as it is to say. I mean, they had nothing on offense aside from Devon Onchain and Anaya Smith making a, a handful of plays here or there. Those are those are two outstanding athletes. And if Arkansas's defense plays as poorly as it did last week against AM, they're going to be in real trouble with these two. They're not going to be able to tackle them. So yeah. that's weighing heavy on my mind. Of course, the flip side, KJ Jefferson, number two in the SEC total offense. He's outstanding. Rocket Sanders, number one in the SEC in rushing, number four nationally. Drew Sanders has been playing out of his mind. He leads the nation five and a half sacks. Arkansas leads the country with 17 sacks. So there's a lot of reasons I like them Razorbacks, Shane, and I hope, like you're saying, that uh, maybe they were just looking ahead. And mm-hmm. this is going to be an all-time classic. I think it is. I'm, I'm even going so far, Shane, to say this is going to be an overtime game I, I know I said I think Texas A&M wins it, and I, I kind of do, Shane. But I can't go on that limb and predict it, as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Like, this 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 is just how wild I, this game is, and we've just not seen the A&M show up that, that I'm talking about that, that we think is in there somewhere. If they bring it out this week, they are fully capable of beating Arkansas. I truly do believe that. But I just – it's kind of hard for me to get – see that in my head so again i think it's an overtime game i think this is a complete 50 50 but all for my prediction arkansas 27 a and m 24 cannot wait to see this game real quick on that one um do you do you think maybe this is a because i'm kind of like you man i keep waiting we kept waiting for texas a&m to wake up you know, I really thought it was going to be the App State game, yeah. and I was wrong. And then I thought, well, I convinced myself it's the Miami game. Yep. Then I was wrong. And now I'm like, you know, I'm out. But maybe that's the time that they they take the bull by – you know what I'm saying? It's like, is this the time that Texas A&M shows us that they are legit? Because 
Say what you want. They, they've lost a game, yes, but they still control their destiny in the SEC. There's still a chance that they could win this whole thing. They can get to a college football playoffs, but they have got to win. It doesn't have to be pretty. It can They can win ugly all the way to the national the national game. But, you know, this is a, this is a pivotal game for them. Do you see – because you talked about it earlier. There's part of me that just sees them winning. Like, I can't believe I'm picking Arkansas. But then there's part of me that just looks at the cold, hard facts, and it's like, well, Arkansas is ready. Texas A&M is not. So, I don't know. It's I a very, just... very tough game to predict, Shane. And and here's another way that I'm kind of looking at it. I'm just playing it out of my mind. Last season, the season was literally on the line against yeah. Miami. And it was an ugly game. It was, you know, it didn't seem that lopsided. But at no point did I feel like Miami was going to win it once they started playing. Like, yeah. they were – they were not too tight by any means. So right. now that they've been a national laughing stock, now that they've righted the ship, maybe it's just a huge, huge, huge weight off their shoulders. They go out there. No pressure. No yeah. pressure. They go out there and play. Many, many people. Everyone that I've talked to, they're, they're looking at this game and saying, why in the hell is A&M favored? This is stupid Arkansas in the points. But I'll tell you what, brother, they don't. They got them casinos out in Vegas for a reason. They know what the hell they're talking about. I realize it's not a score prediction, but this feels like a game where 90% of people bet on Arkansas, take those points, and it comes back to bite them because A&M wins by three or something crazy like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I got you. All right, Shane, that game I know you've been waiting for. Number 20, Florida, at number 11, Tennessee. Them Vols favored by 10.5 points. The over-under, 62 points. And, of course, this game kicks off at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on CBS. Florida won last year 38-14 in Gainesville, and they've won five in a row in 16 of the last 17. Shane, Mm. how about this, that Tennessee has never been favored against Florida by more than five in 44 years. Again, they're favored by 10.5 in this one. Thoughts on the game? <laughs> Buddy. You know, I miss the old hype video days. You remember when you throw up, it's time for a hype video. Because <laughs> that's what I've been living in. I have been living in a hype video all freaking week. Every time I get on there, there's a new hype video being put out. And, um, and I watch them, every one of them. And, you know, I keep thinking to myself, uh, Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban talking about the rat poison and don't read the clippings, boys. And But it's hard, man, because it sounds so good. It's so tempting. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've been on a diet for eight days and someone just made a cheesecake and it's sitting in the fridge. And it's like, I know I'm not supposed to eat it, but, you know, maybe I'll just take a little bite. You know, <laughs> I want all of it, man. And I want all of this game. Everything that that – this is the work, man. Tennessee Vols have put the work in, and they've had a lot of 16 out of the last 17. You know, that that's think about that, Mike. 17 games, and you lose 16 of them, that crushes your soul. And they ask, well, why is this just like a hanging cloud over you when it comes to Florida? I don't know. Maybe because half my life we've got our asses <laughs> kicked by the Gators. You know what I'm saying? That's part of it. But I, I, I just – I love everything about this matchup, especially as a volunteer fan, because, you know, Florida can't keep up. 
You know, the only way they could keep up is by not letting us have the ball. Uh, take take a page out of uh, App State's book and run and pound and move the chains, fake injuries. That's what they're going to have to do, man. That's what they're going to have to do because as soon as we get two scores on these boys, it's going to be very, very tough for them to get back into the game. And that's just because of the way their offense is situated right now. I'm not saying Anthony Richardson is talented, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown all year uh, since week one. You know what I'm saying? And then you got – this, this running back group, which is very good, very dynamic. And if anybody can keep the chains moving, it's going to be those two boys. So part of me, Mike, here it is, rat poison. I'm already in it. One second. My camera even died. That's a sign, Mike. It's a, it's a damn sign. Talk good about the Vols in Florida, and then the camera's like, oh, you sure you want to put that out there? <laughs> At least just don't go balls by 50 hype video. No, I'm not going to do that. But All right, so sorry about that. I mean, is that not a sign? And You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can't even get through a podcast talking about Tennessee-Florida game without my camera messing up. So, uh, Mike, here's, here's what boils down to. Who's got the better team? Right now, I think it's the Tennessee Volunteers. On offense, defense, I think they got it. The thing that worries me about the Florida Gators is those running backs. What, what worries me is Anthony Richardson. You know, here's a guy that had all the pressure in the world coming into week one. He does it now. All right, this is a kid that could cut loose and have fun. And that's what worries me a little bit because every time you see a team go against a Tennessee volunteer, especially Florida, when you count the quarterbacks out, that's usually when they shine and they get back into the Heisman race because, again, 17 out of 16, you know, so – or 16 out of 17. So – I say all that, again, to say this, Mike. I'm I'm just warning you. All right. I'm all in on the volunteers right now. And I know Tillman's hurt, probably not going to be playing. I don't know, you know, exactly the running back situation. But I, that's that's the good thing about this Hopple offense is he's recruited in those areas well. And I think we're going to be fine. We've got pieces to put in there. So let me get my score out here, Mike, because Tennessee Volunteers are about to do something magical. And that's beat them Florida Gators. Now, you're probably going to save this. And you're going to rub it in my face, and I'm probably going to turn off this the the internets and the social medias, and you won't see me till Monday. There's a real possibility that happens. Anybody that's listened to the show knows that I've done it. How many times now? Six out of seven? Is that what you said? Yeah. So there's been – so, I mean, any listener of this show, every single year I've gone, I've, I've, I've gone off the, the grid. But I'm buying back in. <laughs> I'm buying back in. So give me those Tennessee Volunteers scoring 38, Florida 24. I think they keep it close. Here's how I think it plays out, Mike. I think Florida keeps it close, maybe even has a little touchdown lead in the first quarter, okay? But I think something happens in the second, an accident on defense, Anthony Richardson maybe throws a pick, and then we start scoring. And once that happens, once we get the confidence, once we get that little monkey off our back knowing that we could beat the Florida Gators, I think that's exactly what we do. We stretch the field, and this, and it's not that Florida can't compete with Tennessee. They just can't do it this year. I just, I, Unless we get between our own ears, that's the only way the Florida Gators beat us. So, yeah, I think this is the year for the – please, God, be the year for Tennessee Volunteers. Come on. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, Tennessee's – or excuse me, Florida's got to come out, start hot. That's yeah. That's the key to the game. So paramount. They've got to be able to rush the ball, shorten Tennessee's possessions. And Hendon Hooker, Shane, he's 
kind of been shaky starting out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's critical for Florida. They've got to continue that trend. He's four of eight in the first uh, – uh, in game one, Shane, Hendon Hooker was four of eight to start. Game two mm-hmm. against Pitt, two of eight. That was That's awful. Four of eight again against Akron. So Florida's got to hope that trend continues. And, and this is also a red flag, Shane. Third and short, which is uh, four yards to go or less. Yeah. Tennessee was two of five versus Ball State. Four of nine against Akron. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a lot tougher test than those programs. So how about this stat, Shane? Richardson, he rushed it, design rushes against Utah 11 times. He was spectacular. Against South Florida and Kentucky combined, only 14. So you've got to unleash him. I don't care if he's banged up or what. you you got to put it all on the line in a game like this. Otherwise, you got no shot in hell of beating them Tennessee Vols. Shane Checkerboard, Neyland, this crowd is going to be incredible. Gray uniforms, game day. Come on, Peyton Manning's going to be down there. I was there. wrong about that one, Shane. No gray. Oh. They're going oh. traditional, which the old farts are going to like that even better. Orange orange tops there for the Tennessee Vols. Okay. But how about this, Shane? Florida in the third quarter, they have yet to score <laughs> – they have 81 total yards in three ball games. They've got two turnovers, eight first downs in the third quarter. So something to be said there, even if this is a tight ball game at halftime, Shane, Billy Napier and company, I don't know what the hell they're doing at halftime, but they're not doing it right. Uh, that's going to be something to monitor in this ball game. You know, Josh Heupel's been saying all the right things. I think his confidence – is certainly going down to the players, it looks like. But how about Florida, Shane? I mean, all week, they are very, very confident heading into this matchup. And maybe that's just because they own Tennessee and Florida. You know, they deserve to talk up the big game, even though they're not ranked as high, even though they've already dropped a game. I mean, it's the shades of can a duck pull a truck out here? You know (laughs) what I mean? The last time Florida was this confident in a ball game, uh, you know, that was a real, real issue. But how does Florida handle their first road game of the season? And not just any – Shane, if they were going to, I don't know, Vanderbilt, I'd still – I'd be like, hmm, how's Florida mm-hmm. going to handle, you know, this trip? This is going to be on a different level with the yeah. CBS, Checker, Nealon. These fans are going to be insane. Game day, I mean, so much hype. How does Tennessee handle hype? That's the biggest question in my mind, Shane. I say all that to say this, Shane. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me a dozen times. I must be a Tennessee grad. (laughs) Tennessee 38, Florida 17. I got this as a three-touchdown ball game. I don't see any way Florida keeps this competitive. I'm sure... I won't regret these comments, brother. But, uh, you know, I, I know week-to-week teams look completely different, so there's something to be said for that. But, man, just the way Florida's playing, I don't know. And, and I don't know if you saw this, Shane, but Dan Mullen came out here and said, of course, Dan Mullen knows Anthony Richardson as well as anybody. But mm-hmm. he says when everybody's counting him out, like the Utah game, when the expectations are low, he shines. When you put – you know, expectations on him, pressure on him. He kind of he kind of has been crumbling. And this, yeah. if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to keep that in the back of your mind because everybody and their mother is picking Tennessee to win this game. Even Dan Mullen, he said all that, then he turned around and said, yeah, Tennessee's <laughs> going to win. 
No expectations. <laughs> we may be getting Superman Anthony Richardson. And if we do, I don't even know if that's enough to have Florida win the ball game, but I, it would be enough in my mind to have them be competitive. The, the biggest issue, Shane, is just there's two two key critical factors in this. Florida is is severely lacking weapons outside of mm-hmm. two outstanding running backs and Anthony Richardson himself, which he may be limited. And two, they're very, very, very thin on defense. And how in the world can you match up against a Tennessee offense that snaps the ball in 18 seconds and is going to try to run 100 plays? It just doesn't seem realistic to ask Florida to hold up on defense for four quarters. That doesn't mean Tennessee's going to score 50 points or anything. But, hell, we both got them scoring 38, and that would be, I believe, their lowest scoring of the season. So, Tennessee may even score more than 38. (laughs) (laughs) Just crown them, baby. Just crown them already. (laughs) SEC champs. (laughs) Let me ask you, Mike, now that we've got our – predictions in and and projections so here's how this game really plays out florida comes out punches us right in the mouth goes up seven nothing then they start leaning on the running game right then we kind of inch back into this thing and then anthony richardson gets hurt now enters the backup now not the backup because he's hurt right but the backup backup who's that guy uh freshman um, uh, don't don't even know his name. Yeah. I don't know his name. It doesn't matter. You'll know his name after this game because he'll come back and then he'll lead the Florida Gators to this huge victory. And there's quarterback controversy for the next two seasons. So that's what happens, Mike, because I've been hurt so many times. <laughs> so would you? Is it safe to say your confidence level is low in your prediction heading into this matchup? Lower than Morristown Honda, man. I I just – I don't. There's a reason I didn't put a wager on here because I don't want to jeopardize my undefeated season. Yeah. And I thought, well, do I put it on there? Maybe there's some good, you know, mojo on there. But then I was like, no, it's Tennessee-Florida game. I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. I'm going to go there. I'm going to enjoy it because I'm telling you, man, this is going to be the greatest game of the week, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. I think the Texas A&M-Arkansas game is a fantastic game. Nothing against uh, Missouri and and Auburn. But, you know, there's just something about this one here with the game day, and it's going to be loud. It's uh, it's going to mimic that Ole Miss at times 10. Mm. Tennessee's going in there expecting the win. Florida's coming up expecting the win. That's what's so magical about this game. The Texas A&M game, I would put it up there if it weren't played in freaking Dallas' stadium. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, um but yeah, it's 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 just going to be a, a monumental game, and and the crowd's going to be behind them. So I I, I think I think that Tennessee's going to win this thing, but I'm not 100 percent sure because I'm also a realist, Mike, and I've been hurt before. Right. No, I'm not surprised at all to hear that, Shane, and wouldn't be surprised if you go silent during this game until Tennessee, <laughs> if and when they have a lead, you may reemerge. But uh, you're going to be on the edge of your seat come Saturday, and I don't blame you given everything we've seen in this series. I I had our friends at Wager Shane make up a graphic with Shane's Wager of the Week, Tennessee over Florida, but that's how confident I thought you would be, but totally understand the lack of confidence 
<laughs> Again, no, I mean, I can't. We're, no doubt we're getting uh, a Utah version of the Florida Gators and Anthony Richardson <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Mark my words. You know what? You want to see the best fought Florida game this year? It's going to be Saturday. <laughs> Knoxville, Neyland Stadium. Yeah. You're getting them. It's it's because, I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. That's how it's always been. I think that's why we're nervous. We're going to come in nervous. We're going to try to – we're going to act like we've been there before. We're going to act like, you know, this isn't a ball game. And you see it online. You, I a lot of cocky fans. But we do that every year. But yep. this year's a little bit different. But you, every single true volunteer fan, you ask them in their gut, would you, would you put your mortgage payment on it? Would you, you know, put your firstborn on it? They're going to say no because it's the Florida Gators and they find ways to, to beat us, you know. So, right. um, so I, everybody, all the Florida fans, they're just, they know, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they listen to us brag about how great Tennessee's offense is and the hopple thing. But in the back of their mind, they're like, yeah, you say what you want because I'm saving every last clip so I could put it on Twitter <laughs> on Monday to rub it in your fat face. <laughs> Well, brother, I think that's a perfect way to end this episode, unless you got anything else before we hop off the line. No, man. I will tell you, I, I've, it's been a tough week here at the at the Cousin Shane residence. And uh, I will tell you, if you've got, you know, if your mom and dad's still up and at it, you know, give them a call today. This is a little public service announcement. Just yet, you haven't talked to them in a while, just call your mama, tell your lover, you know, and, and your dad. If you got a chance, go watch a ball game with them Saturday, you know. So... Um, we only get so many laps around the sun, and, and we need to love the ones we're with. So just a little PSA from Cousin Shane. Yeah, that's a great way to cap it, Shane. I appreciate you, as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to support the show. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go Vols, baby! <laughs>